do 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 ba da 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 insert low budget music here because we have no money for the music do 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 ba da 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 welcome everybody to the tangible house show i am your host nick sabatello where i'm having face-to-face conversations with talented creatives who share with us their own incredible life experiences if you're enjoying the show be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe you can follow us on instagram at tangible house and reach out to us on email via contact at tangiblehouse.com. This episode is with Brittany Hoffner. Brittany and I have been friends now for a little bit, and um, we especially have bonded over our mutual love for past iconic photographers and 90s supermodel era. Um, we talk about empathy and honesty and being honest with ourselves and she shares with us how it's so important as a young artist to work hard and to hustle and to also not, I think, th- care so much about what other people think, um, whether you have a part-time job or two part-time jobs. It's it's more important that you're doing what you need to be doing uh, in order to survive so that you can focus on your art, which I think is a, a very wise thing for her to say. And there's a lot... A lot to learn from Brittany in this conversation. Um, she's a model and actress. She is an amazing singer, actually. I would love to hear her sing more. And um, I think she has a lot of wisdom to share from from her unique experiences. And you guys are going to love the talk with Brittany. So let's jump right into the show. I'm trying to figure out where it is. You look good. Just set the thing up. It Relax. is. It's up now. Get comfy. I am. I like your earrings. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 get this thing started. Brittany Hoffner. Yes. Yes. So I have been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, as you know, to have these amazing conversations with y'all which i was basically having anyway just never recording it and um inspire some people because i think i think we all need it (laughs) oh yeah especially yeah yeah so um you are a model an actress yes what what else you got going on I, i saw you post that you studied dance. How long have you been doing that? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I was a dancer since like age two. Age uh, two. Yeah, well, like the dinky rinky classes where you go in and they're like. I gotta. Oh. I, I gotta ask my mom to make sure I was even walking then. Yeah. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, <laughs> girls are in dance class since the you know popping out of the womb. I don't think um, three sisters. I don't think they ever did dance, but my. One of them did like gymnastics. Yeah, they start young. Has that uh, have you have you gotten to use that skill like with acting? I mean, I bet it's influenced you as a model, like with your posing and stuff. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's like partially one of the reason I'm like move around so well. <laughs> um, it's like basically dancing, just like you know, cut up. It's not fluid. Like, yeah, portraying some kind of like character feeling for sure but you know how to pose that's for sure (laughs) um so again this is all about wisdom and wisdom comes from our experiences um i mean we just said how you are like great at moving and maybe that came from dance and stuff but do you do you remember your first like photo shoot yeah, I do. Um, it was back in Greeley, Colorado, with my friend Nicolette, <laughs> and I didn't think about modeling at all, like, at all. Really? I was always into performing. Like it was either like I wanted to be a backup dancer because I was really <laughs> into dancing, or I wanted to do musical theater, which is what I ended up wanting to do at first. But it was always some kind of performing. But my friend Nicolette was a photographer, and she asked to shoot with me, and we went down to the school baseball field. I styled it myself with some like weird ass crochet <laughs> shorts and like some strange denim jacket from Kohl's 
It was just yeah. it was very interesting. But I do remember them. And I really, afterwards, I really didn't think anything of it. But I kept shooting around with people around Greeley and, like, Denver, because that's the biggest city near Greeley. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did you get out here? When did that happen? How long ago uh, was that first? How long ago was that first shoot? You think? I think it was my sophomore or junior year of high school, and then I moved out. So I was like, actually, I actually have no idea what age I was. I think sixteen or seventeen, seventeen maybe. And I moved out to California when I was nineteen, almost twenty. So okay. Was, but, it, to, was it to pursue acting? You came out here for acting, or? Um. Well. That's always kind of been the goal. Um, acting was like the main goal, but modeling, I was already like kind of had my foot in the door with just like having a book sort of. Yeah. So I kind of moved out here and pursued that because I knew that could like be monetized and help me live in LA because it's difficult <laughs> out here. For so sure. That was like the initial thing that I got into, but now I'm getting into acting a little bit more seriously. Mm. Um, what has been a struggle that you've had to overcome, like with all of this? We've just in about... general. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had plenty of struggles in LA, and it just <laughs> depends on what kind of struggle. I know. I think when, with... I, when I first met you, you were moving around. You were juggling. I think not just one, but two jobs. I don't know how you I... do it. I mean, I just had multiple jobs until I, you know, got laid off of one because <laughs> current circumstances. Yeah. But when I first moved to L.A., like, I think one struggle that I've had in L.A. is trying to, like, which I think everybody has is just, like, the balance, trying to find balance in a good way to make this city work for you, particularly yeah. financially, I think, first. Um, I didn't have any help from family or anything, like, my family is very supportive of me, but financially it was it was on me. So yeah. when I moved out here, I moved to San Diego with my aunt and uncle. They lived down there. Mm. Um, and I shared a bed with my cousin for about five months and had like multiple jobs here and in LA just to like get my foot in the door up here. Yeah. So they commute. And then I finally moved to LA five months in in may it'll be three years in may that i've moved to la and um shared about with my friend up here for five months and then i moved into the dining room to make it cheaper for me for a year and a half and now i have my own bedroom so i, I mean know. you know you have a beautiful place very me uh, well i mean I some wisdom in there i mean just and fucking at it right you didn't give up. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's just having, like, the end goal in mind. Because, like, there's a lot of things that obviously weren't ideal. It's not like I wanted to not have a door for a year and a half. But, like, I had to make it work. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's just having, like, a bigger picture in mind and understanding why you're here. Because I think yeah. that there is a reason that I'm here and doing this, obviously. So, And there's things that remind me of that. Like, there have been really, really rough times here where I'm like, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something always happens. Something always happens to remind me where I'm like, you know what? No, I'll stay. Yeah. No, I've I've been right there as a as a creative. You know that. Um, especially financially, just you know, pursuing art so hard, you forget sometimes. I think it's easy as an artist to forget to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, yes. That's been a big one for me, and because I. I don't know, like, I'm, I'm a very simple person, like, I don't need a lot, actually, to be happy, I mean, I wear, like, the same thing every day, if it's sunny out, I wear my flip-flops, <laughs> and I just need, uh, need my coffee, I like good coffee, I'm pretty high maintenance with coffee, though, but, um, but I think because I'm just simple, and don't need a lot of things, and buying a lot of stuff, and need a fancy place, and I don't need to go out to fancy dinners and stuff, I just, it's easy for me to, to, to forget about the money and, um, and again, say kind of yes to more art projects and, and not pursue the money because, but it's important to, to, to value money, I think, um, and, and treat yeah. it and, and see it as not, 
as such a negative thing um, to basically have a relationship, a good relationship with money. And I think if I'm really psychoanalyzing myself, I've had um, not the best relationship with it because I felt like if I if I focus like my entire day just on like looking after money jobs for photography, then I'm going to, I don't know, change as a photographer. Yeah. And that's not true. That's not true. That's like a racket in my head. Um, I think it is true. It's possible, but but you have to just, you know, like we're in in control of that. Like, so I think it's about a balance. It is about a balance. Do you think you're finding that balance? I, I mean, aside from, corona <laughs> and our I, I thought i was of quarantine um, yeah. did I it hit you like, hard i mean i lost one of my jobs that's for sure and um any freelancing job for quite some time so uh, i don't know i mean i think it's good i think no i don't think coronavirus is good i think that the time that we're getting is possibly a good thing depending on what people do with it and of course what are you, what what are you my, doing with it? What am I doing with my time? What are you doing? I'm trying to like, I don't know. I'm honestly trying to just take a step back. because I'm always so focused on working really hard. And I have been for the last yeah. forever of my life. So I think that it's nice to have some time where they're like, nope, you actually can't do anything. So you yeah. better do the things that you like doing. And for no particular reason, because no one's paying me right now. So I might as well just do it for myself. And yeah. um reading watching films which is like research for acting even if i can't take an acting class or do anything like that it's there's things you can do there's always things you can do and i think it's just have you been watching some good inspiring movies um somewhat i did watch two of shia LaBeouf's recent movies um honey boy and peanut butter falcon i watched honey boy that one i love it i I really yeah. love Shia LaBeouf's career trajectory. I like every role he plays. I think that he's very specific with it. Yeah. And- I liked the way it was filmed and it was like not, it wasn't romanticizing their, like it didn't have like a happy ending. Like, no, it was know, very it real. It wasn't real. Yeah. There was no resolution. It was just very real. And it's just that like was, life continues was, on. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I just thought, beautiful and um you know who someone directed probably, it? I, I forget who directed it it was um Do you actually i haven't seen anything the director did should i look it up it was alma harrell ah yeah i don't know who that is um my favorite director is gaspar noe i think maybe we've talked about that i don't know but you know you've seen his movies right i think so he did love yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irreversible. That's the one with Monica Bellucci when it has that gnarly rape scene. Like, do you remember? Do you have you seen that yeah. one? Yeah. But, um, she said that was one of her favorite roles that she played because it was so challenging, though, as an actress. I mean, I it was so hard for me to watch that. You know, that was gnarly. Do you think I you think- would play some? Ever want to play something that's like? pushes you not necessarily like that scene but um or even that happening to you but would you want to play like really really challenging roles yeah i'm way more drawn to like darker roles than anything like those are like i really like like melancholy solemn movies um Mm. and like i like playing i like the idea of playing characters that have a past or a history that makes them a certain way because obviously that's just like the human condition and realizing how that affects them and their daily lives and how they act towards people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's really interesting to me. And it's like, it's just about empathy. And I am a very empathetic person. So I understand these things. Um, and that's why I'm drawn to it. This film is so therapeutic for me. And I think that it's people who are called to it to help mm-hmm. people. Because, I don't know, like, even Honey Boy was super therapeutic to me. Like, it was very sad, but it was, there were parts of it that were, like, so solemn. But, like, it it's therapeutic to understand that that is, like, a common feeling amongst people and they can get past it. And films do that for people. And that's something that I've always loved about them. 
Yeah, I thought it was um, a very humbling, humbling movie. Again, like they, they were like finding kind of happiness and excitement in their circumstances, like wherever they could. And, uh, but then also like getting knocked down, you know, and everything. Yeah. And just, I mean, just, I kind of was, I, I could relate to a lot of it, to be honest, because um, I used to work uh, for my, my family has a, a moving business mm-hmm. back in a back in Ohio and I used to work like on the trucks and like with those mover guys and um, I was doing the same job as them but I kind of led a little bit different life because this was their life and it was like their foreseeable life do you know what I mean yeah and um, those conversations that we would have and um, the problems that they would share and talk about and stuff um I don't know. I, I felt reminded of that when I was watching that movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you, um, you were, are you, were you studying classes just before all this went down or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? What kind of Where? method are you? Well, not necessarily the name you can say, but just what kind of method were you doing? Um, honestly, like the ones that I've, like the classes that I have been going to, aren't necessarily like a particular method it's not like yeah like um, acting and stuff no it, it's not it doesn't run based on those and like when when you go to the classes it's like a particular method that the teacher has that brings in all of these other you know all of the methods they have their own kind of based on those so this one um and a lot of the ones a few of the ones heard of method acting right oh yeah method yeah. acting um so, so i want to know Method is intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, I don't I know if like that that's... would necessarily be the one for me. Really? I'd be interested in trying it. I just think that there's like, I don't know, each their own. It's just different. The ones yeah. that I go to are more like, um, basically, they just play on your empathy quite a bit. So it's about instinct and empathy. And like, it's, it's also very thera- therapeutic because you kind of, go through the things that might be blocking you from communicating because acting is just communicating that's yeah. all it is and it is it's uh it's a measure on how much you can empathize with the person that you're talking to and how much you can listen and how much you know how much you yeah. can respond to that based on your listening and if you're not the kind of person that's willing to listen or understand someone else then you're not gonna be a good actor it's not about you it's about the other person it's about the people around you Mm. so that's basically like what they teach and it's been super helpful so i love it i miss it right now do you yeah so i was supposed to leave for two weeks so i actually didn't have anything planned no work or anything i know i know uh for your paris trip and Italy. Oh fuck! That's a bummer. But you'll go, and it'll be when all this is over, and you know. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh. What? Um. I mean, what else is going on in your mind with? Uh, with uh, what? I don't know, like, um, obviously you want to pursue, like, in your career acting and stuff, and do you see yourself staying in Los Angeles? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think I, I, it's a good place to be, I think it's, like, a smart place to be to, into acting, um, and I think there's a lot of opportunity in LA, I think that's something that I'm drawn to about it, regardless of the things that I'm not super fond of, I think that there's, the most opportunity and out of like most places here so how do you how do you try to because you it seems like you say um like because you do a lot of stuff like i i see you do like shoots all the time and your pictures are popping up um that i'm always jealous that i'm not the one that took them and um yeah i mean it, it seems like you say yes to a lot of opportunities would you say that that's like like a strategy of yours to I'm seeing, like, I mean it seems like, like you 
seems like you genuinely love kind of all of it and just being an artist and being creative um but kind of getting down to maybe some advice for like another aspiring or actress or something like um i was just talking i just had a, a talk with lucas and he was saying after 11 years of photography he kind of has gotten to that point of an epiphany that he's gonna be saying no to a lot more things and yes to or like of the right projects and just slowing down and focusing on um, putting out like his best work as opposed to quantity. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Lucas, he's a social butterfly and he, just like me, like we just love being around people and we love shooting, not just for the photography of it, but for the the hanging out with your part, you know, and just the that relationship that forms through that and friendships and, and just creating for the sake of creating it's kind of like you know just dancing and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you get yeah, together and I dance mean, but I think I think at first every artist is going to be saying yes to most things because they want to get any kind of experience they can and I was like that when I first moved out here and that's how I am here I think um but at this point it's like yeah, I mean, I, I need to be more selective with what I do, I think, and I have been for quite some time, especially yeah. because I am kind of, like, switching over more acting. I need to make more time for that. I need to make more, like, energy and space for that. Because yeah. modeling is a lot. Like, modeling, it's a, it, it is a business. And I was a freelancer for, like, for myself. I was my own agent for two and a half years, and most people had their agents getting them jobs and things like that when I was still, like, the one constantly reaching out to people negotiating rates for myself which is different than most people. um yeah which is a lot of work it's like you do the actual <laughs> shooting and then you also do the business part and it's a lot so yeah i'm sure that's helped you though you know not all models have that opportunity and experience and now like with your agents and things moving forward you'll be able to handle your own so to speak right and like mm-hmm. Because you'll you'll know what you'll know what hard work goes into it. Yeah, exactly. Relate with them, and I'm sure that they'll respect that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hmm. What advice would you give your younger model actress when you first moved here? Um, it doesn't have to be about even necessarily just modeling and acting. You know, I think. Um, I think it would have to be like I'm. I still struggle with, but I think it ha- would have to be just be easier on yourself and yeah. have more fun. I think in the <laughs> end, I think that's. I'm like such a busy person. I'm the kind of person that's really hard on myself and always need to be working and doing something or I can't enjoy things and I just don't think that's the answer and I still struggle with that but yeah yeah I I do too I do too because I was you know I I think it comes down to um a lot with how we were brought up at least for me my dad kind of the dad that would teach us like to work really hard yeah um and I think it's that whole mentality of like, you know, hours of energy put in equals X amount of reward kind of a thing. Yeah. And um, and I think like I'm that's carried over into into now and my um, outlook on business and and on art, too. And I think that I feel like I to be, you know, on my computer sending emails editing something, you know, just working on something in order to progress. But um, I think it's more to, to focus like as little time. The goal, I think, is to spend as little time possible as working, right? And, and then get the maximum effort out of it so then we can enjoy our life, you know? You don't want all these years to pass by and it be um, just, work. just struggling yeah. to work, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. What have you been doing at home? Um, you know. You reading anything good? 
Um, uh, I sure. started. Should you, should you be reading? You haven't been, maybe, but you should be. <laughs> I actually have started a few books. Um, I started reading. What is that one? Oh, yeah. I started would, reading. Um, you would start a few at once. Yeah, I know. I have like three I'm reading right now. I'm reading A Movable Feast by Ernest Hemingway because that was recommended to me twice in one day. Oh, wow. Were, like, okay. this book is made for you. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. It's based you... in Paris. It's about like the artists. Wow. I'll write that artists. Down. A Movable Feast? Ernest Hemingway, yes. Okay. And then uh, I'm reading a book that a friend gave me. Um, written by Larry Moss, who is like a renowned acting coach. And okay. I've been watching some of his videos as well. And honestly, for any artist, that book is super important. It's it's a lot about like... What's that one called? It's called um, The Intent to Live. Okay. And, I, love, um, I love the title. Yes, it's really beautiful. He's an amazing teacher in all aspects, I think another one and a Deepak Chopra book so you know meditation spiritual things mm. also That's doing some like guided meditations do you, you know where do you do that at do you have do you have an app for that or like YouTube or what um a friend of mine put us in a group and oh. they she sends us writing prompts and then like he already has a 21 day meditation guide but we oh, all like they're accountable 21 so. Days of Abundance. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did it's it. I like it. It's really nice. What day are you on? Do you, do you remember? I think I'm on five. I fell behind. We are supposed to be on seven, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm... No, it's okay. Do you, remember what, do you remember what your prompt is right now that you have to do? The one today was about... Um, the one it wasn't necessarily a written prompt today it was about envisioning abundance and like having the yeah. vision of like what exactly you want and being specific with it so that's something that yeah i wrote mine down for that i did too actually i cried after so <laughs> what'd you put down i put yeah. down yeah. um okay. oh no I'm, i don't care um what i was envisioning was like i had like few different things that i saw very specifically mm. one of them was me in different films cool. and that i would love not even like there wasn't even like an exact sure. um, idea of a film but it was just me in like these very emotional scenes that i would love to be in and um then me in my car driving from a coffee shop in beachwood up to my house in beachwood canyon <laughs> So that's something that I want at some point. And then me with a dog. It was a black <laughs> dog. And then me painting, because I miss painting. So That's cute. And then I, you know, pictured, like, dollar bills. I don't know, because money. Yeah. <laughs> so <that was> something. <laughs> you, need, you need that for your uh My Beach Canyon, Canyon house. Yeah, I know. And yeah. my dog. Yeah, I like it over there, too. There's, like, that one little supermarket right at the bottom of it. Yeah, I want a house there really bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I'll just take a house. But I think it's really important, like you said, to be specific. Um, and that goes back to what I was saying, too, about money. And if you don't have, like, a reason for spending it, you're not gonna make it. You know what I mean? Exactly. If I'm not if I'm content with what I have, I'm not gonna make more. If I'm not setting goals of things that I need and want and a different lifestyle, then first give me something that I don't think I need or you know. I think I've been learning a lot about that. Um, yeah. the more like spiritual I get into and the more I like talk about the universe and like the universe giving you exactly what you want if you like mm -hmm. envision it and you are on that vibration this is all sounding very heavy, but it's very true no um, I, i'm on i'm on the same page because that's that's what that 21 days of abundance is all about and that's what um fuck what's the books called that i just finished a while ago that one that i i think i was preaching to you about that i really liked um breaking the habit of being yourself 
by uh, Joe, Joe Dispenza. Yeah. I've watched a few of his, like, things, his talks. Oh, the book's, the book's unbelievable. And um, What is it called again? Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I've read, like, The Secret, you know, and, and that's great. And, um, again, that's about manifestation. And have you read that? Yeah. Mm-mm. So I think what um, Joe Dispenza does in his book is he breaks down he breaks it down like more on a scientific level and um he he talks about how meditation is like um is really really important and whereas with the secret i just think they simplify it too much and how it's like you know if you manifest it and if it's clear and specific and if you they do teach in the secret that if you um in order to manifest something, you have to feel the gratitude that's already happened, you know? Yeah. But then, mm-hmm. but then Joe will talk about how the reason that's so important is that your cells and your body have memory, you know? Yeah. And how if you prime your body and your cells now to feel that feeling of the thing you want or have or the change you want in your life and your well, then your body is like, it's, it's basically putting itself in the future, so to speak, is like what he talks about. And, um, and then he also talks about how we have to deal with past traumas in order to, to change and to, to make those things a reality. You can't, um, like though, and that, and how it's kind of like an order of operations, how you have to, you have to dig deep and overcome those traumas before you can move forward, you know? And like, and as I was reading it too, I started to realize like, I have a lot of traumas in my life that. Um, you think the word trauma and you think something like really like exuberant, you know, like me being beaten as a little kid by my dad or something like that. And that's, that's not all like what traumas are. Traumas. Oh, it's like emotional. Yeah. And also just more simple to, um, he, he talks a little bit about them being more like, um, these bad habits that have occurred because of like our circumstances and situations and stuff like that exactly. and, um like when we start to see patterns and like our bad relationships and things like that and how um we our body again has that memory and the cells have memory we like gravitate towards it again and again and again yeah. you know yeah no it it's wants true the, the familiar and in order to change True. that familiar, the meditation part comes in hand because if you can meditate and like you were doing with your abundance um, day, and if you can manifest and you know picture yourself else, then you're and the feeling that it makes you feel, then it's taking you out of your apartment room right now and putting you in that Beachwood Canyon house, you know. True. But we I'm have really to do good at manifesting so really can you manifest can we tag team this what did you say it froze oh it did i said let's man we need to manifest some shit together i know i know you it's interesting (laughs) that you say that there's this book that i saw um someone post about it's called the body keeps score Ah, and brain mind and body and the healing of trauma and it's by bessel van der kolk Okay. So that's exactly what you're saying is that like the body yeah. has all of these things embedded in it. And until you're willing to like do something about it, you're going to keep repeating those things. So yeah. and so it's I'm tough into to, that. It's hard to, um, I find, I find it difficult to, to find those issues. It takes, it takes like some deep self-reflection and aware uh, social, internal awareness to realize like what your shit is you know Cause, yeah because no, you're so you're, you're you're it's kind of like someone who curses a lot me and then you start cursing and you don't even notice you're cursing you yeah. know what I mean it's kind of like that but um yeah like there's some shit in my life that I would love to change and then but it you don't really maybe you have to know like what to change in order to change it. Yeah, yeah. You have to 
specific with it. And I guess that comes from like therapy or writing. Yeah. And just being like really honest. Really, really honest. Really, really honest with yourself. Not kind of letting your ego go because you kind of have to. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, I don't know. For me, my, my two biggest ones, I think, are with money. I just have a terrible relationship with money. Like, I have, yeah. like, a, I have a personality that I, um, like, I love to work. Like, I love waking up and I love doing work, you know what I mean? But if I'm doing a job that I don't enjoy doing, like, because like, I've worked in the service industry, I, I did this stuff with my family's moving business, and that was the hardest shit I've ever done in my life, like, moving, like, mansions in Ohio, you know? Like, from 7.30 in the morning, and then sometimes you'd go to, like, 8, 9 o'clock at night. Like, the job would be done when the house is moved, and people have a lot of shit. Um, and I, I remember, like, my my fingers hurt, like, from carrying the boxes you know like my hands and um so i like i don't mind like working hard but but i it internally fucks with me like crazy like i i i genuinely like hate it i hate doing something that i feel like i'm wasting my my life you know what i mean um i'm the same way but yeah but it's and it's like i look next to my some peers that it doesn't bother them as much, you know what I mean? And I don't know what I mean. I... I'm way though. Um, I have a really difficult time with going to like these these side jobs. I have no, had I a lot of, yeah. But like, I think I've come to like terms with the fact that like these particular things are what's keeping me here. They are a part of the process. So yeah. that's something that I have started to adapt and I'm like no this I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be able to do this unless I had these jobs so yes I'm willing to do it when I think about it that way if I'm just like oh my god like I have these jobs to go to like obviously not I'm not gonna want to do them I want to take people but like if I think about it as the fact that like this is what is gonna help me be an actress yeah of course I'll do it yeah and I think social media is um a little bit of a culprit of how we feel because uh, I don't know. Everyone has this facade that they have their shit together and they have a bunch of money or that nobody, nobody works, you know? And um, you look at like the era of Brad Pitt and stuff. Cause wasn't he discovered as a, wasn't he about like worked at a restaurant? He's, he did a lot of stuff. I love reading about people, actresses and like how they, came into it, if it's not like you know nepotism but like yeah. he didn't come from anyone in particular i think he's from like what kansas city or something yeah from somewhere <laughs> but yeah he was like he did a lot of those things i think he was a butler or something at the one point but um <laughs> yeah i just think it's like so they didn't have social media and stuff then it's like people weren't in each other's business so much you know and it, our think- personal lives were our own personal lives you know I also think people try to hide these other things that they do and like yeah. their side jobs. And I'm like, why? Why? That doesn't even make sense. I feel like any person that I've pulled here that like I look up to or whatever, that I was yeah. like janitor at one point. I cleaned architecture firms. I walked dogs. I worked at a retail store. Anytime I tell someone that, they're like, wow, you're really working to be here. And I'm like, yeah, got to yeah. do it. Everyone's like very... I don't understand why people have so much guilt for it. It's important. I think it's really important. And that's something that I try to be like super open with on Instagram. I'm never like trying to show that I live a lavish lifestyle. I don't. <laughs> so I, I, I love your Valley Girl impression. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's really sweet. And uh, a super important message for people is to, you got to, what you're gonna do and go after yeah and never be ashamed of it otherwise you're gonna otherwise people will end up doing that job that they don't want to do anyway because they didn't have the support that they could have had from those side jobs you know exactly yeah i like to make sure that i tell people that that like 
are asking like asking advice on how to live in LA and stuff I'm always like well I'm not gonna lie it's like yeah. unless you have like someone supporting you or whatever you're gonna have to work like no way around it some people probably get lucky and make it immediately but that's not really a thing so it just depends on how much you want it and and good people around you that's right i think our generation is getting a pretty tough lesson right now and how um how important it is to save money you know luckily luckily i did because i never did in the past <laughs> and this is like the first time that i have a savings and i'm like wow oh. thank goodness yeah Brittany, you did yeah. it this time but yeah in the past no <laughs> I don't know. Something good will come out of all of this. I feel it, but it's definitely really scary right now. I've, um, fuck, to be honest, I've been taking, other, I mean, other than it just being like, obviously a terrible tragedy and the world is being affected in different ways and other people are being affected harder than some. And I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful right now. Um, like, I have an amazing, amazing roommate that, like, has been helping with groceries and things. And we've been going to see his family. And um, they've been cooking, like, extravagant, amazing meals. And then it's been humbling because they have two smaller kids. And to just play with them. And, like, they're not worried yep. about this. You know, they're just worried about living and laughing and having fun. And um, and I've been I, – I trust me, I've had a few days where I've watched too much TV. Oh, I went. I've started going back through Game of Thrones, and I need to I've, watch. I haven't watched it yet. Are you serious? The Southern Reality. You got to watch it. It's so good. But I've. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what episode I'm on because it'll give away how much time I've spent. And um, but uh, other than that, I've I've been just. Oh, it's been so refreshing to slow down and focus on stuff with Tangible House and to do this podcast right now and um yeah it's something you've been wanting to do and now you have the time to do it so yeah and that's the thing is I've always had the time but there's been distractions you know right and now we don't have distractions yeah. but the tv and our phone is a distraction right I think it's I think if we if we if we seize it like this is a great opportunity um and just shift our thinking for sure, you know, and it's gonna end, you know. So it's all I gonna mean, be okay. I, I, my my heart breaks, and I feel for people who like are really financially struggling right now, like to go to the grocery and to like unable to buy food. But if you're if you're in a position that like that's not an issue, then you have to focus on making it um, a positive, you know. And like, okay, well, if 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 you were laid off, like people. The, the thing to do instead of obviously you know if people are bitching about that because a lot of people are you know complaining and um not knowing what to do i think it's an amazing time to be like maybe they didn't even like that job in the first place you know and like now's the time to okay you have a fresh a fresh start i really feel like this is almost like a clean slate like a fresh start um like i'm i'm stoked to be honest i'm super stoked for like my photography and for tangible and for everything and just wanting to and the way I'm going to approach like my friendships and relationships and like I'm excited to say yes to going out a little more because like I I love staying in <laughs> I know uh, yeah and uh yeah I I'm st I'm excited I'm excited for I'm excited, honestly, for like when this podcast is over to like get to work. You know, like I'm. I've been you talking to to you and Lucas today. I've been, um, I've gotten so much out of it. You oh, know? I'm glad. Yeah, and I need to, I need to read books. I've been, um, like I said, watching too much TV and. But t I think it's also, again, like, uh, we can't be too hard on ourselves. And I use, like, like, I love watching fantasy, you know, and using that to just shut my brain off. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we don't want to like overwork ourselves to death, of course. Yeah, I think it's. I think. Um, I think TV can be a good thing in this time too. I think movies and films are are also really good for people. Oh yeah, we watched. Um, um, oh man, we watched a movie last night, an '80s movie with Jim. Car- it was like one of Jim Carrey's first movies when he's super young, and he wasn't even like the main character. What's the actor's name? Oh my gosh, it's so bad. The from um, Jurassic Park, the one that's like the doctor guy, not the old doctor guy, but the one that's like in the new one too. Like he's been in every one with the black hair. I don't know. I know, I know. You'll, I mean, you'll know. Jurassic Park cast. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. You know that is. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, he he was in it and super super young. He's he's the actor in like Independence Day and I mean mm-hmm. he's been in a million things, but it was uh, it was very 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 eighties. You know, like the hair and the the styling of the girls and stuff. And the main actress works at like a nail and hair salon. And so it was just, cool. I don't know, it was just cool. It kind of inspired me a little bit. And to see, um, yeah, to see that decade in full force, you know? The 80s. Uh, the 80s. What, what, if you could be, like, in your prime, basically right now, in any decade, what decade would you want to live in and why? Um, I mean, the 90s. I mean, I was born <laughs> in the 90s, but I'd love to be, like, a model in the fucking 90s you know you're telling me obviously like that's where i draw most of my inspiration from but yeah like maybe like france in the 90s that'd be actually really interesting (laughs) you just transported your cells there i mean see what happens (laughs) I know my mine was like my first reaction when I I've, I asked this question like it's a question I like to ask and when I first started asking it um, mine was of that same mindset like the 90s too but then I thought about as a photographer it'd be pretty cool to be shooting like through the 70s 80s and then by the time I'm you know it is the 90s I'm like that makes a, sense. a badass I don't know I think the 70s would actually be really cool too honestly um, oh, yeah. uh, no, I don't know. Honestly, the seventies. I feel like maybe like the seventies. Definitely. I mean, what Jane Birkin, Brigitte. Oh, oh hell yeah! What do you think about um, like photography and fashion right now? Mm, I like. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of like brilliant things and people still, but like. I don't know. I'm not like super inspired by a lot of things. I I'm I draw a lot of my inspiration from older things. And maybe that's just like my preference. Maybe that's just like where I draw inspiration from. It doesn't mean that it's not inspiring now for other people. But I think that like was way more interested in what was happening in the nineties and the seventies, especially like nineties editorials. They have stories, they have narratives, and I feel like somehow yeah. nowadays that's not necessarily a thing. Um, I have seen campaigns like that, but on in like smaller brands, surprisingly, I feel like there's some good creative direction happening with smaller brands. Yeah. And I think that I wish people would do more. And that's, sure. I mean, I feel like co- covers now are like all shot in studio. It's all like this. Yeah, it's so boring. And they all, because it's, I feel like you have all these egos. Again, you have all these egos to please and. You know, the stylist wants to have her racks of clothes neatly organized in a studio. And like you have this talent that's coming in that's a big supermodel or whatever that um, they want to be super comfortable and have their craft services and whatever. And it's like I look at the most of my favorite editorials in the past um, 70s, 80s and 90s were like on locations and Mm. just these amazing, amazing concepts and stories. That's what um, I love. And I, I love it. They just broke broke the rules of her and it wasn't so safe. And um, yeah, but now oh, everything. Safe is, now, I think, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I also mean, think that with like modeling in particular, I don't know. I think that the look is very, everybody looks very similar now. Um, and I think that there's trends that go along, but I think that everyone is so focused on being this like, this ideal of perfection, which I think society has obviously put on people. But I think that there's not as much diversity in like look. I think there's mm. a lot of diversity with like, I think it's amazing that there's diversity with color and like, you know, um, nationalities and things like that. But I think that as far as look goes, there's this one particular thing that people want. So it's not so much. Do you think that's just what we are as humans want? Like, no, no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. I think that everyone's just striving for this weird ideal of perfection. And like, mm. I've told people before that I really, I don't care if people change something about themselves, like, mm. do whatever you good. It's like a haircut. It's like changing your hair color. You know, it's all the same. But I think when people are pressured into looking like certain people, which I think is what's happening, who looks different? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, differentiating. Mm. You're not talking. I just want to make sure you're not talking about like, um, or I'm getting confused with like, because the 90s was like very much like about this ideal person, don't you think? But like they were was- all very different. Yeah. And they all had character and they all had who they were. I think that people are nowadays are very like um, maybe it's like the influencer mentality or something. Mm. But um, I think that like in the '90s, obviously there was like an ideal. There's always going to be this ideal regardless of where we go. But I think that in that time period, I think that they all had this persona and their character, and they were very authentic. And I think that the '90s was edgy too. Cool. It was really cool and like. I think that what I'm trying to say is I think right now we're lacking authenticity. Mm. That's something I've noticed a lot. Um, but I've noticed a lot. I feel like it's just not super raw and real. A lot of the time. I, I mean, I, I tend to, I would say like more than 50%, I, uh, more than 50% of the time I meet the models that I'm going to shoot before I shoot them. And I would say also more than 50% of the time, I'm like pleasantly surprised in one way or another by a person, like um, as opposed to just looking at their book. And so many times when I do like a group go see too, when I'm meeting like 10 or more models at, in a day, um, I rarely end up liking the one that I on paper thought I would like the most, you know, like I love hearing like what y'all have going on outside of modeling. And to me, um, again, you're spending like the better part of a day with somebody when you're shooting. And, um, I, Lucas and I were talking about it, how, you know, the, the, the iconic photographers that he looks up to and that I think I share quite a few of the ones that I look up to with him too, like Herberts and Bruce Burr, Mara Testino, Peter Lindbergh, those were the ones that he looked up to a lot. And yeah, you know, you can, my, you, you, can know tell. you know, my favorites, Helmut. But um, you know, the, these photographers, and Helmut included, they were not super technical photographers, and they were more focused, I think, on um, the emotion of the shoots. And and for me, it's it's like really getting really getting to know somebody and that's when I create like my best stuff. And it's when it's when I've shot like bigger models or something and feel like I need to overproduce something and make it this kind of like what you said of like what I think other people want it to look like my worst shit. Honestly, the, the, uh, I won't say her name. The biggest model that I've shot is one of my least favorite shoots mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I was so excited, you know what I mean? I was so excited at that the opportunity, and um, I, I don't know, I just didn't even shoot my way, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it's like it wasn't even my shoot. 
Um, and it wasn't a dance between her and I. It wasn't like, it really wasn't even like her style either. It was weird. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I listened so much to like what that stylist wanted and what the hair and makeup artist wanted. I kind of just, I just kind of just let it do its thing. And, um, yeah, it didn't turn out very good. There's like one image from it that I like. And then even, even that it's not that special. I think it's important as creatives to like, I don't know, stay true to yourself, not overthink things so much. It's really easy to like look up inspiration now, which is great. Like, you know, I love sharing inspo and stuff, but I think, um, I mean, if I think back of like, I mean, how many didn't even, uh, they didn't have like Pinterest and Instagram and Da, 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 da. he wasn't it was just a story like it was a story and he wasn't worried about what anybody else was doing or shot oh. you know he wasn't worried about anything he just was worried about that girl in front of him and, and making her feel and look the most powerful and beautiful as yeah. could, you know photographing uh, someone is like it's communication it's just communication between like the person that you're shooting and it's trying to communicate something that they're trying to say to other people and if people don't have an intention a photo like a photo is a really powerful thing if people don't have an intention behind why like why they're doing it even you know it, it just doesn't read and like it comes off as like something you scroll through on instagram like it's just one of those things and i'm not saying instagram is bad but like I think that it's all just I'll, very quick. I'll say it is. <laughs> no, no, it has, it has good things. things. Yeah. I but know. I will say that, like, I think everyone is just so into, like, quick that mm-hmm. no one understands that things take time. Yeah. Rears, getting to know someone, whatever. But at the same yeah. time, well, with that's photos, that's a very important thing. With, um, I would say most models that I shoot and most teams that I work with are used to working, of course, with, like, like a digital, like a mainly digital photographer. And they expect, I don't know if it's social media or if it's the digital thing and all of it combining, but they expect like a lot of images, you know? And again, I'll talk about how many, and again, like I love that one story when, I wish I knew exactly what shoot it was. Maybe you do, but Anna Wintour, I guess, had um, said to him after he gave her, you know, the images, he, and she said, like, uh, Helmet, there's only six images here. And he was like, you only need one, <laughs> you know? <sighs> and I just, that's the way I feel is, like, when, like, if I send just one image to a model, she gets kind of pissed, you know? And I'm like, well, there's only one that I, like, am super stoked about and that I think you're amazing, too. And um, I think that our perception of photography has changed from like art to this thing just for content's sake, you know, and that's a shame. Content. I hate (laughs) the word content. (laughs) Yeah. As much content as they can get, you know, that's what they want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Oh my God. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, one quick story when I was shooting uh, for Ella Fischial, that girl, Zoe, it was so, this, this has to be like, like one of the most frustrating moments was um, I don't know if it was the hair and makeup art, the hairstylist or the makeup artist, doesn't matter which one. One of them had taken like an iPhone shot of her holding the Chanel number no. five, like exactly how I just photographed it on film. And I knew this was like going to be a money shot that was going to be chosen. And it, and it ended up being one of the published images but anyway, she had taken this um, iPhone picture of her, and again, not be not behind the scenes. Like no no grip was seen, no p- hands were in there. Like it was the exact image that I did, and then gave it to the model. And then the next day, the model had posted it, and here I am, like driving on my way, forty five minutes away to probably an hour actually uh, from West Hollywood to spend the entire day in the darkroom printing those images. The one that she just threw, whoops, <laughs> threw on Instagram. And I just had this moment of thinking like, what the fuck am I doing, you know? Yeah. It was sad, it was, a t- it was like a, frust- a really frustrating moment. But then I realized too that um, 
you know, I'm doing this. Like it's still my art, you know, like it's for me. Um, but yeah, that was frustrating. Um, so, uh, when are we going to shoot, yo? Well, when we can, uh, you know, go outside of our houses. <laughs> I'd weather through Corona. I have film. Um, I want to, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, technically the ban is over in, or not the ban, the, <laughs> is over like a week and a half. No, it's, it's uh, longer than that. April 19th. Oh my god. They just did a 30 day uh stay, about at home, that. stay at home order. Yeah. What about that? They might I mean it's it's possible that they could lift it earlier, but they haven't I mentioned any, anything about that. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, we'll make it we'll make it happen. You keep doing all these things and shooting all these outfits that I love though. And then I don't some of them been like some of them like shoots uh. from quite some time ago but um <laughs> oh we need to shoot i know we have to and i thought like right before this we were going to because like the week before we're... i was just europe i had so much i did i was i took off all of work so i can get yeah. things together and i had some like photo shoot jobs and then i know i ended up going to dinner at my um uh, my roommate's friend's place that was like an hour away out further it was like semi valley and traffic um but yeah we'll make it happen so we've been talking for about an hour and we talked about all kinds of good stuff and i have a lot of good book recommendations from you um we have what we talk about we talk about a movable feast yes uh, the intent to live, the body mm -hmm. keeps score, and then what was the one though about meditation? It was Deepak Chopra's. It's um. Oh yeah. Mm, the miraculous. Mm, I don't know. It's the spontaneous <laughs> desire of the spontaneous fulfillment of desire is what it's called. Okay, you just made that up. <laughs> real okay the spontaneous desire of what the spontaneous fulfillment of desire i was testing you <laughs> um and we talked about what were we talked about we talked about work and hustling making it happen mm -hmm. um do you have any last bits a uh, last bit of wisdom to share with listeners um could be about creativity it could be about life could be about relationships could be somebody about... asked me today uh -huh. what, someone asked me today what my my personal mantra was oh what'd you say i don't know but like i think uh, like a, <laughs> it was like a one word normally right it's like simplify or something you could if you could put it into a phrase what do you think yours would be I think that, like, my entire being is based on, like, authenticity. So I was literally just going to say, like, authenticate or, like, authenticity or something. I think that's where, like, or, like, honesty or truth. Because I feel like that's the most single-handedly, like, most important thing in art. And yeah. that's, like, and honesty I really is, do. It's also about being honest with yourself, not just others, you know? Yeah. So I think it would be something on that. And I think that, I guess, what I tell people, I'm not... I'm 23, but I'm I've been around, so I know some things. But I would say that something that I tell people a lot, just in general, if I'm giving advice to friends or just about creatively working or something, is that the only way I think to stand out, and I don't think that should be like the main goal or like the first thing in mind, is to legitimately just be authentic with what you're putting out there because then that what ultimately what you're doing is honest and it's you and it's not something that other people have and that's what 
heart is for is to share exactly what you have. I love it. Mine, mine's like a quote phrase that my football coach used to say to us um, at the beginning of every practice. He would say, "Today is a great day to get a little bit better." And um, I actually have a Polaroid that I shot and it became like black for some reason. And so then I wrote over it, um, that quote, and I have it right in front of my desk. So I look at it every day. But to add to that quote, to make it more my own, it's, it's what you talked about too, about also just like having fun, you know, and I, today it did a little bit better. But I think it's also important to remember to enjoy enjoy the journey and not be yep. so hard on yourself. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Thank you for talking with me, Brittany. Of course. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Um, what are you going to do for the rest of the night? Yeah, of I'm course. Watch. You know, I can. <laughs> what do you say ice cream finish my unemployment <laughs> yeah <laughs> how fast can you get that do you it's know? gonna take a while literally yeah. most of the state has filed for unemployment so <laughs> yeah did you do your taxes finished them i haven't submitted them yet but now we i guess it's, it's july 15th yeah 90 more days something like that i finished them I did them myself good for you all right girly have a great evening i'll talk to you soon <laughs> bye <laughs>